0: Is this the best time to go house hunting? What's happening in the housing market right now is just frustrating. A lot of mixed signals coming from the housing market. Decode this for us and what it means.
1: The issue, if you're trying to buy, is that there just isn't even inventory out
0: there. Come to find out your resource for all things real estate. Current market terms you'll hear and see during a transaction. What to do and not to do once you're in contract. Interviews with industry partners to help you choose who you want on your home team. Home team. Now here's your host, Sarah Tress.
1: Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Come to Find Out. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking with um, Chris Kirkpatrick from Lower.com. And um, he is a lender that uh, I work with um, frequently. And, um, you know, he also is really passionate about first-time home buyers just like I am. And um, so I asked him to come on here and talk about um, some of the different things that go into purchasing a house. So when you're looking at purchasing a house, you know, obviously, you're going to be talking with your lender about what is, you know, my monthly payment and what is my budget and things like that. But there were also costs that kind of also roll into buying a house that sometimes people don't think about. So I asked Chris to to come on today and um, and to give us some information. So um, thank thank you so much for coming.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: of course. Of course. So... um, What else other than, you know, obviously whenever you're talking with a client and, you know, you're helping them kind of get prepared, what are the different costs associated that, you know, they need to like have in mind when thinking about buying a house? Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's always important stuff to know so that way you're well prepared going into the transaction. Yeah. Um, The biggest ones are going to be the down payment, the closing cost itself, the earnest money deposit, and then some items that are also be out of pocket before the actual closing occurs, um, being the home inspection and the appraisal as well.
1: Perfect. Perfect. So, um, what would you say people should estimate for like, uh, your down payment? Um, you know, I know that there are different, uh, different programs, you know, like FHA conventional things like that. So, um, what are the different amounts that people should maybe
0: get prepared for? Absolutely. So there's there are options even as little as zero down, but your most common programs that you'll tend to see, um, will be at three and three and a half percent. That's what a lot of first time home buyers are able to utilize. Um, beyond that, you then bracket it by 5%, so going to 5 10 or 15% down, and then the magical 20%. Um, 20% is not required in any way uh, for a home transaction, but what it does avoid is a PMI on the loan, um, so depending on the scenario, that can be a good option, but uh, especially if- for first-time home homebuyers, um, being able to exercise the three or three and a half percent um, is a very valid option. So that will always be based on the purchase price of the property. Um, so if you take that by that percentage, that would be your base investment or down payment onto the property. Um, that goes directly into the loan itself. So when you look at the purchase price and then you add the down payment to that, that's reducing the loan amount so that there's the equity in the property as you're going to close.
1: Oh, okay. Perfect. So um, the three percent you know three and a half percent things like that that's just based on uh the purchase price
0: yes yep so, so it's always going to be on the price point of the home um so you know the hundred thousand dollars on three percent looking at three grand three and a half looking at thirty five hundred and i like sharing both of those because fha is a very valid option for first-time home buyers at three and a half percent um a few years ago conventional updated to be able to do three percent so depending on the criteria that can be a very valid option um, available for first-time home buyers so
1: Oh, okay. Perfect. And then, um, so you mentioned something about like inspection and appraisal and things like that. So obviously when you're going through, um, you know, the home bank process, like once you get into uh, contract, like, yay, we're super excited. Um, and then, you know, the next step is the inspection. And, um, you know, uh, earlier, uh, on an earlier episode, we had an inspector on and, um, you know, they estimated that it's anywhere from, uh, like three fifty to, you know, 500, just kind of depending on what you, what you need, or if it's a condo, it's a little bit less. Um, so that would be one uh, one amount to kind of keep in mind. Um, what is the appraisal, um, like what is the amount for the appraisal that you
0: should... Count for. The, the appraisal i would say to judge about 500 to six hundred dollars would be a good bet on that um, it can depend a little bit on the home size or any unique characteristics based on the property but um, these are important items because these are the ones that are out of pocket before the actual closing or consummation of the loan so it's always good to be prepared um, you know knowing what those amounts are um, so i say five to six hundred is a very good estimate to keep to the side for the appraisal cost and then as you mentioned the uh, the um, home inspection as well
1: Okay, perfect. So, um, and then are there any other additional costs? Like, are there closing costs? Mm-hmm. Like, and what does that look like? Like, is there a bank fee or is there a like, thanks for using crispy? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Not at all. I don't charge extra for that. Oh, okay, but cut. We always cut. just want to give the best service. But no, that's a very valid question as well. Um, and it's nice to be able to break down the down payment, or I'm sorry, the, the closing cost um, into certain sections. So you obviously have the down payment amount, and that's going to be separate compared to the closing cost. Now, as a good estimate for this, I think a good rule of thumb to share is about 2 to 3% of the price of the home is a good estimate to have in mind as a buyer. Um, I share that as a range because as the price point goes higher, if you're up at four or five hundred thousand, it's going to be more close to the lower percent of two percent. Um, there's certain items in the loan that are going to be more of a fixed fee, which I'll touch on in a moment. Um, but as you get higher up on that purchase price, I would probably lean more towards about two percent um, as being the actual overall cost. If the price point of the home is two fifty, three fifty-ish, it could be closer to three, just because certain items are going to be a flat amount um, rather than as a percentage or growing with. So then as that breaks down, what you end up having is the individual fees with the lender and what they charge. Then you're going to have your title insurance and title cost, um, and then your escrows, which are also called prepaids. Um, I always include that as part of closing cost, but it is considered prepaid for a reason. Um, It's actually not a fee that the lender or anything is charging to you. It's taking the insurance policy and the taxes for the home, getting those set up into an account on the side so that they're ready to be paid out as the, as the bills come due. Um, so as the lender, I would always say, as a, you know, from my years of experience, a good estimate to have in there is probably 1,000 to 1,500. The, um, the Greater Columbus Market is very competitive, so it's rare to see really any, any fees past that. Um, but truly, this is the one, the one item that the lender does individually charge. Um, so that is uh, you know, separate of then the title and your prepaids. But basically lender to lender, that's the one section that can change or vary depending on how they're doing it. Um, but that would be called your origination fee or origination charges on the loan. That's the fee coming from the lender to, um, to uh, create the loan for you. Um, then from there you will have your title insurance. Now title insurance in uh, Franklin County is going to be picked by the seller so they will also tend to pick up a, a good amount of that cost but there is some to the buyer as well. Um, I think as a, as a buyer I would expect about 1500 to 2000 is a good amount to have in mind for what the overall title cost would be on the buyer side. The remaining amount of anything on the title order is typically going to be picked up by the seller um, as far as the owner's policy and other items since they're the owner of the home. So there's just going to be minimal stuff there from the um, title. Um, and what this does is ensures the title to, you know, come to the buyer clean and clear of any encumbrances. Um, so that way, when you get the keys to your home, you know that everything is absolutely fine and that you have you know, full ownership right in the property.
1: Yeah. Perfect. So. Um what you're so I guess what you're saying just to make sure that um, you know everyone listening uh, is following along so you would have uh, you know not only are you going to be Looking at like your monthly payment price, um, you know, and making sure that that works for you. But you also need to make sure that you have a little bit of uh, money set aside as well. So you've got the closing costs, you've got the down payment, you've got the appraisal, and you've got the inspection. Um, are there any other additional fees that kind of go on the lending side um, that they need to keep in mind? Too? Yeah,
0: yeah. The last part to touch on would be the escrows or prepaids um, because it is it is cost as far as what's coming to the table at time of closing. So it's it's great to be prepared for those items Um, but that will actually it can vary property to property but to get the information um, the actual home insurance is going to be property specific so whatever that dollar amount is um, from the quote that you obtained and you're able to shop around you know find out you know the best you know the best offers the best coverages that fit your needs um, and when you have that basically we'll take that quote and include it as part of the amount that you do bring to the closing table um, the way that the homeowners insurance will work is that you actually pay for one full year at the time of closing um, and basically it's one of those things where you have to you know pay to then have the insurance so you will at that point be covered for the next 12 months for a full year and what we then do is we're creating an escrow account so that every month part of your monthly payment will also have the taxes and insurance going into that so that um, you know one year later on that same month we'll be ready to pay out the insurance policy again to be covered yet again for another year Um, the other one would then be the taxes and can vary only because it's uh, the taxes on the specific home so depending on what those taxes are as a monthly payment and when we're closing in the month There will be um, taxes due in January and June. Some counties will also do February and July, but it tends to be January and Mm June. Um, And so depending on when we're closing within the year, we will create the account to make sure that those items are paid out um, accordingly. Um, One thing that is really nice though as well as a buyer is that you're going to enjoy what's called a tax paration credit from the seller of the property. So while I bring these items up because it's important to know about them, um, they're also heavily offset and that's one thing that's really nice here. Um, Not every uh, area will do um, a tax paration. So what that simply means is that the tax bills that come due in Franklin County are actually due from a past time period. So while I'm creating this escrow account for you to have all these items paid, there's actually going to be the first bill that comes due is going to be from a time period where the buyer wasn't living in the property. Um, so because of that, the seller will pass forward a tax credit to the buyer for that first bill. So as we create the account, it's also heavily offset by the credit given by the seller and then everything that continues to roll forward with part of the monthly payments going into the escrow account.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, I like to think of um, escrow accounts as kind of like these little buckets that sit over here. So, um, you know, whenever you're making your monthly payment, they're taking part of it and putting it in principal and interest. Obviously, correct me if I say something incorrect, but, um, you know, they put it over here in the big bucket for principal and interest. But then there's another little bucket over here that's just for your insurance and another little bucket that's for your taxes. So that way, you know, you don't have to worry about coming up with a large amount, um, you know, in June and in January every year. It's just coming out. So in your monthly payment, they're taking that and they're moving it into the different buckets for you. So... Hopefully that makes a little bit more sense, but please correct sense.
0: me. You did a very good job there, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I, I like the example of a bucket because that's actually something I really like to um, you know explain for clients because it can be confusing sometimes. Um, there's a lot of bills in our life, you know, car insurance being one of them, that are, are done on a monthly basis, mm-hmm. um, the actual bill itself being paid. Um, when it comes down to the, the, um, the monthly housing payment, it actually is exactly that. It's going into a bucket. Um, and I like to describe that because it's not necessarily every month going directly to the the county auditor for the taxes. Mm -hmm. They do it semi-annually. And same with the insurer. They're actually going to collect on an annual basis. Um, So while it is a part of your monthly payment, it's truly going into one of those buckets, um, your escrow account. Um, That then is sitting there ready to be paid out when those bills come due. So yeah, that's it. Exactly.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. See, I do listen whenever he talks. She does. (laughs) I love it. Excellent. So um, is there anything else that you can think of that we haven't covered um, with like down payments that you think that, um, you know, first time homebuyers or anyone that hasn't bought in a while, like, is there any other costs you can think of um, that they should maybe keep in mind? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Nothing that jumps right out to me as far as um, a lot of the items that we covered are going to be, you know, the standard, the standard ones in a transaction. Um, The only other thing that I could, you know, think of is if there was any kind of, you know, negotiation with like repairs or, or things like that. Um, again, that's mostly typically going to be done by the seller, but if for any reason there was, um, you know, some kind of an agreement or something like that where um, the buyer would then be expecting to, um, have something put into it there. Um, But truly, you really are just going to have your origination fees from the lender, your title insurance cost, and then your escrow and prepaid accounts. Um, So that's really the majority or basically everything on the uh, transaction. Um, And then, yeah, to be prepared for those items that do happen before the actual consummation or closing of the loan, um, being the home inspection and home appraisal. Um, So if we're, you know, prepared for those items, then um, you're going to be sitting In a good spot, and uh, it's really nice to be able to you know have and know this information. Um, You know, I always say it's best to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. I mean, especially when you're buying a home. You know, it's one of those things where um, you know it might not. you know, we do this day-to-day, it's part of our life, and I always understand that for most individuals, it's it's not something that they're going to do all the time, it, it could be just a few times in their life. Um, and so you always want to work with a great team and you know, pride yourself on being able to you know, explain and give that kind of great service. Um, I think one thing that's nice to bring up though, because as you mentioned, um, as far as like, uh, depending on how long they've owned a home, I always think this is really good information to share, because um, I don't think it's something that everybody knows. But um, a first-time home buyer is, you know, exactly as it sounds, if you're truly a first-time buyer and you never owned a home in the past. Um, but they also look at it as if you haven't been on title or owned real estate in the last three years, you actually qualify for being a first-time home buyer again.
1: Oh, so that's nice. Of, yeah,
0: yeah. So kind of loop in some of those lower down payment options that we were just discussing that um, a first-time buyer has the right to exercise and they're really nice and there for those reasons to be able to get you into a property, start building that equity and that wealth. Um, and, you know, in the best way, it tends, you know, down the road, maybe do other things as the the equity grows, but to be able to get into that property at a very low barrier of entry. Um, but yeah, so even if you've owned a home and it was years ago and maybe life has changed and you're looking back into the market again, um, if it's been three years or more, you could also look at exercising a first-time home buyer program. So that's really nice to know as well.
1: That is great. Yeah. That's so great to know. So hopefully that's a, a good little tidbit for you as well. So um, Chris, thank you so much for coming and joining me today. So um, you gave us a lot of great information. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Thank you for having me here appreciate
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining and uh, look for us next week on uh, Come to Find Out.